Welcome to the Betterish Podcast. I'm Angie. And I'm Malin. We can't guarantee this podcast will improve your life, but we hope it will at least make you laugh and think about being better-ish. Hey, Angie. Good morning. Good morning, Malin. How's it going today? Well, medium. <laughs> medium over here, too. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about your morning. Um, I woke up to my husband saying that my son threw up. And That's I, fun. at the same time, my daughter ran into my bedroom and said the dog threw up. So <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't need to say anymore. That was my morning. That was my medium morning. I'm so sorry. It's uh, okay. Mine was not as messy probably, but equally is not fun. I, well, so the kids started taking the bus and the last few mornings we get down to the bus stop and it's like right across the street. So it's not a big deal. But we get to the bus, and then Maverick says he has to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, run home real fast and go. And he did it again this morning. I just, it's my fault because like, I'm not thinking about taking him before the bus stop. But then he missed the bus today. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, the bus is coming. He's running across the street, and I like <laughs> yell at the girls. I'm like, get on the bus. Like, I'll drive Maverick. And they're like, what, mom? And I'm like, go to school. And Mav's like <laughs> crying and frustrated. <laughs> and then, so I have to take him to school, which it's like right across the street. It's not a problem at all, but traffic is so crazy. And I was, like, I didn't wash my hair yesterday, so I'm all greasy and not wearing makeup. And then I'm like, shoot, Maverick's in kindergarten, and this, it's a new school for the kids, and the girls are on the bus, so they're not with him to help him. And I'm like, I don't know if he knows how to get to where he needs to go by himself. So now I have to park and, like, walk into the school looking like a homeless, greasy troll in, like, my old shirt and my hat and my greasy hair anyways. So afterwards, I was like, I'm going to the gas station and getting a soda and some Good. taquitos. And then I was like, well, Do they I make taquitos in the morning? Angie, is taquitos a breakfast? Um, I well, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well, if they're there in the morning, then they are. I we've made them breakfast food items. When we moved to San Antonio, everyone has breakfast tacos. Like everywhere serves them. It's a major thing. So I wonder if taquitos are just a breakfast thing here. I don't know. Have you ever been to Seven Eleven at seven thirty in the morning? You know, I can't say that I have, but you know, all food items are just a marketing. You can eat any food you want at any time of the day. Thank you, Angie. Everything and- that tells you otherwise is just a marketing ploy. <laughs> you can eat anything you want at any time of the day. Okay, I agree, and I would recommend that everyone goes to. But you know what? Okay, the best taquitos are at QT. Go to QT for your. I don't taquitos. know what QT is. Oh, Angie, will you come visit me? I'll um, take you. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's like a gas station. I think, do you remember, like, growing up, we had Quick Trip, right? I think it's Quick Trip. I, I still think... have, yeah. I th- it was I Zip Trip. Zip Trip. Oh, yeah. Do zip. you remember? Across the street from Rosars. It was Zip yeah, Trip. Yeah, we yes. used to go and get Icy's. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyways, but, so this morning I was thinking, the topic that we're talking about today, it was in my head all morning, so while this is going on, and I'm kind of, fl- like, I was kind of flustered. I was kind of being a witch a yeah. little bit, because it was just, like, unexpected, and I yeah. wasn't feeling it, and it was early, and... But the whole time, I'm like, okay, today we're going to be talking about how moms get angry. Like, Malin, do not get angry. Do not get angry. Be calm. And I did my best. But have you ever heard of mom rage before? I haven't heard that terminology, but, like, I know it's a thing. Like, Obviously, moms get angry. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, like, one of the biggest things we vent about. Like, oh, it's a bad day. My kids are in bed, and I feel so guilty. I mean, I feel like it goes hand in hand with mom guilt that everyone talks about. But then... Mm-hmm. You sent me that article about how mom rage is actually like a real thing. Like the most calm people in the world, the most calm women in the world become mothers. And then I think what did that article define? It was like mom rage is anger that's like uncontrolled, unchecked. Like you lose your marbles when that's really uncharacteristic <laughs> of you. I was going to say that. I was like mom rage causes the calmest people to lose their marbles. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so it's funny because I 
hadn't really like I know like angry moms are a thing it can happen because it's happened to me but the other morning I had a rageful moment I was uh, my kids are always afraid to go downstairs in the morning because it's really dark and it was like a few weeks ago I was so tired it was really early everyone was kind of cranky I was getting everyone ready to go and I was like just go downstairs guys and they were complaining about it being dark and I was like just go so my oldest Briley ran downstairs and sat on the kitchen island and all of a sudden Maverick and Ellie were like, oh, yay, like, let's run around in the dark. This is great. They were having a fun time. But now I'm trying to get breakfast. So I'm like, can someone please turn on the light? They flip it on and then someone flips it off. And I'm like, can you please turn on the light? Happens again and again and again. And so I'm like already mad from the morning. And then the stupid light and it's like pitch black when it's out. And I'm trying to pour cereal. And all of a sudden, I just like lost it. I'm like, can you turn on the light? And it didn't come on. And I was like, turn on the light! And and (laughs) Briley was like, Mom, I just couldn't find it because it's so dark. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And all the kids are, like, crying at me. And I'm like, oh, it was – I felt so bad. And then, okay, you know how, like, phones – I mean, okay, like, I'm convinced that all of our phones listen to us. They do. No, for 100%. I know. Yeah, so I, like, had this rageful moment. And then my kids go to school. And then I check my phone. And the first thing that pops up is a mom rage article. (laughs) Not only did it listen to you, but it detected your volume. But it's like, oh shoot, it when knew. Use this one this morning. No, it knew. So I was like, oh crap. Okay, like I guess I'll read this. So I clicked on it and started reading. And there is this like, let me see. I like wrote it down here. She's a registered master therapeutic counselor yes. in Calgary. Her name is Jennifer Reddish, and she says. Rage is when the anger becomes uncontrollable. And I was like, okay, I have that. I'll read on. (laughs) Yeah. So she goes on to talk about how uh, dealing with rage is like quieting a child. She says you can't just lock them away. The child will likely scream louder. But if you take care of the child, you're more likely to calm that child. In the same way, the more you suppress anger, the more it will become rage. But the more you nurture and take care of it, the better off you'll be. Look at anger as a tool to help you learn and make changes. So, and then she's like, if you get to the point of rage, there's underlying issues in your life that you need to address. (laughs) Yeah, she's not wrong there. So, I I know that the anger that morning was caused... It was all just on me because I had stayed up late and I was tired and we were rushing. And if I had just taken care of a few more things the night before, that all could have been prevented. Yeah. I read this really good quote on Instagram and it was about parenting, but it I was like, this is actually for me. Clearly, I still need to be parented. But it was like, <laughs> you can invest the time and energy and emotions into teaching your kids how to handle their emotions and how to react to changes, things that would otherwise cause stressful situations. Or... You can spend your time and energy punishing them and getting frustrated at them. But either way, you spend the time. And I was like, oh, bam. Right. You spend the time either way. So, and I like that in that article, she talked about triggers because how many times is it after the fact that we were like, I'm so sorry, I was just hungry. You know what I mean? Or, Or like, how many times do we make apologies for our kids? Like, oh, you know what? They're so tired. Like, they haven't had a snack yet. You know, I was doing that for my daughter yesterday. She's this new school year is hard to adjust to and she's tired all the time and she was being kind of standoffish and not very nice when we were playing with a friend and I was like I'm sorry she's tired we're having a hard time adjusting she doesn't like her alarm clock and then in my head I was kind of like but like same like it's fine like I'm the same way nobody's apologizing for me Mm -hmm. but maybe I need to apologize for myself maybe that's the point like we need to start identifying that's the first step right of all these emotions just like our other episode like it's self-awareness if you Mm -hmm. feel jealousy if you feel that rage like, take a second to internalize it. Because if you don't take a second to, like, think of the trigger, think of the why, 
then you're going to spend time on the back end apologizing and try to de-traumatize your kids. Right. Well, that's funny, too. The other day, we had some friends over for dinner, and uh, my friend Jennifer, uh, what was she saying? She's a teacher, and I just looked to her for, I just, she's my new neighbor, and I, like, in the few months that we've lived by her I just am enamored with her and everything she says I'm like I'm gonna try that with my kids I'm gonna do that with my kids like good idea (laughs) we all need a Jennifer um no for reals I need to like start posting Jennifer quotes I'll I'll listen to her would that be weird if I record my friends yeah that would be I'll just like listen to her and then I'll keep a notebook (laughs) and write it down (laughs) Jennifer do you mind if I record our conversation (laughs) you pull out a notebook that's like Jennifer quotes (laughs) what is that (laughs) it's nothing (laughs) you hide it I know this other Jennifer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but she was telling me, um, what, like, we were in the backyard, we were having a barbecue, it was, like, the little kids got into a scuffle of some sort, and um, she was talking about this tactic where, like, if someone wrongs you, like, if they're angry and lash out at you, you don't, you shouldn't say, I'm, like, it's okay to them, because that just tells them that their behavior, like, can keep going like it's okay I forgive you you, like, you have to say I forgive you or like oh no like, I accept your apology instead of it's okay yeah because it's I not okay that was so interesting right I'm just Whoa. like because I'm always like oh it's okay it's okay like we're like it's fine but it's like no that was not an okay thing to do I accept your apology but like in your head you're like don't do it again like I'll get yeah. you <laughs> yeah exactly. I like that Jennifer's like real that smart too. Jennifer I know does Jennifer want to be on our podcast I will ask her no she would we oh, we should just have Jennifer it sounds like she's yeah I know She's really cool. You'll really the episode like her. will just be called Jennifer. Jennifer, <laughs> look for that episode. Jennifer, I will. You're I'll not gonna want to miss that one. <laughs> no, really, Jennifer's the best. Um. So, anyways, as I was thinking about all this stuff, I'm like, how can I fix my problems with anger, or just you know, like prevent it before it gets out of control? And it reminded me a few years ago, my friend Sarah Kozad. You guys should all follow her on Instagram at Sarah Kozad. She's amazing. And okay. so bubbly and makes me really happy. She sent me a book called something about a happy list. I can't remember what it's called. But basically, it's just 52 lists of things that make you happy. And one of the first lists is um, when you're having a bad day, what are the things that make you the happiest? Write them all here. And then on a rough day, do as many of those things as you can. And I like that. Yeah. So I made a list. It has like 30, 40 things on it. And when I'm having a bad day, I just go look at those things. Like when I feel the anger coming on, I'm just like, okay, like let's get pad thai. Let's yes. go have my hair colored. Like, no, I can't do all those things. Perhaps like, all a the breakfast taquito. <laughs> Maybe a 7.30 a.m. trip to 7.11. Exactly. Um, so I think that just recognizing our triggers, but then like also having a list of things that we know we're happy so that when we do feel the triggers coming on, like quick, be happy. Like, like yeah. I really do feel like it's all... You know, people always say, like, it's just in your head. Like, you just have to want to change in your head and make it happen. Yes. It's just about choosing it. And I'm always like, yeah, okay, great idea. But, like, I never really do it. But with school starting and all this mom life craziness, I've had to start consciously being like, I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to try harder. And, like, it works. I just never did it before. Something I teach my daughter, and it's adapted from a book I read called The Whole Brain Child, is it's about helping them manage their emotions and, you know, snap out of these moods and realize that they are in control. And if she comes home and she's stuck on something, like, she's stuck on the fact that she got left out. She's stuck on something negative. My analogy to her is your mind is the sky, and there are 
unlimited clouds in the sky and those clouds are your thoughts and right now you're stuck on this rain cloud but you and i try to get her to visualize that you can come back to the ground and look up at all the other clouds and go to a different cloud choose another cloud choose a different one you can you don't have to stay stuck on that cloud you can come back down and see the rest of the sky and choose something else and it's easier said than done but it's a good way to just at least help her become self-aware that your brain has all these thoughts you have all these experiences and another thing we do that I think really helps once you can identify a trigger is just redirect, like go to a different, like a change of scenery can totally mm-hmm. change your perspective. And I heard someone, I think it was simply on purpose, my favorite parenting guru. She, she gave a really good example that was like, Oh yeah, made me feel kind of guilty. She said something along the lines of when you're having like a terrible day and you're dressed like a grumpy old troll and you're <laughs> screaming at your family, Someone could knock on your door randomly and you can totally just snap out of it and put on a happy face for whoever's at the door. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you can open the door and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? And 30 seconds before that, you were mom raging at your kids. So Mm -hmm. if we can turn on that that fast for a complete stranger, we need to realize we have that capability for our own families. Like you have the capability to snap out of it for them because they do deserve our best or for us to be (laughs) better-ish, you know? (laughs) No, I like that. And that's funny that you say that because I have this thing. I don't know where it came from. I probably had a dream about it and it started, but I call it my mom charm. And I have to turn it on every morning. Every morning I'm like, okay, Malin, like turn on your mom charm. You have like an hour before the kids go to school. Just be so pleasant. And I just like, if you just choose that, like, no, I don't want to be awake at six in the morning and I don't want to pack everyone a lunch and do all this, but also outsourcing tasks has saved my life. Like children are so much more capable than we give them credit for. Oh, totally. They can make their own lunch. Like, (laughs) yes, but all the kids need to be like charmed differently. Like, oh yeah. Like they all need like different (laughs) expectations. Like what works for one kid, like isn't going to work. Oh yeah. For everyone. And all these moms are like, well, with my kids, I do this. And I'm like, okay, well, with Briley, I do this. With Ellie, I do this. And with Maverick, I have to do this. You have It's to- like love languages for kids. Like one wants yeah. affection, one wants your quality time, one wants a story, one wants to be, you know, words of affirmation, one exactly. wants service, you know, exactly. It's love language for kids. Right. But it's, I think if we just, if we can focus on that and recognize that all of our kids have different needs, yeah, we can be better-ish yeah. moms. I think using empathy towards our kids is so important because I think I see this all the time. This is the realization that moms come to all the time. We cut our, we don't cut our kids enough slack. We hold them to a standard that we don't even hold to ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we don't let them have bad days. We don't let them, you know, be in bad moods when we don't, you know, if they isolate themselves in their room, we're like, come out here, interact with your siblings. But Mm -hmm. like straight up, I need alone time every day. I'm kind of a, I kind of like isolation. Mm -hmm. So why am I getting mad at her for that? Why am I getting mad at her? So it's these little things that we have to sometimes check ourselves. But this is another thing from Simply on Purpose. Basically, whenever I talk about parenting, I'm going to be quoting her, okay? So go follow her on Instagram because I love her. And she's just all about, you know, the quote I shared that kind of inspired this podcast was from her. And it was, what was it? It was like a children's job is to stay children. Our job is to stay calm. And I was like, that's awesome. Because I was reflect, I was reflecting on my own childhood as we, as I was thinking about this subject. And I was like, do I remember my mom, like mom raging? And I legit do not remember my mom, mom raging. Your my mom, mom doesn't was, have mom rage in her. And she's oh, mom. she got mad. She got mad. I was <laughs> I a hellion of a teenager. I was a bad, bad teenager. But she was <laughs> calm. And 
So something else that really stuck out to me. My cousin shared something really awesome on Facebook. It was really raw and vulnerable about how she had a really hard day as a mom. But at the end of the day, her kids forgave her and they're so easy to forgive. And she apologized to them. And someone in the comments said, it is so important that you apologized to your kids. It's so important that we admit Mm. that like moms aren't perfect. And she said, I remember my mom always apologizing. And I don't remember any, like, I don't remember a lot of negative, but I remember her apologizing. And it made me feel like I had permission to make mistakes. Mm, I just thought that. that. I love that too. And I, I have a temper. I'm going to be so honest. Like I have a temper. Um, I didn't get that from my mom, (laughs) but I have a temper and I'm quick to anger. And it's something that now that I'm self-aware, I'm really good at managing. But then I realized this is just, this is a personality thing. It's not them. It's me. And something else that simply on purpose, her name's Ralphie, that she talked about is our reactions are almost always a result of our expectations, not our children's behavior. What, we're not mm-hmm. raging because of what they're doing. We're raging because our expectations and their behavior are not lined up. We think they mm. should be able to do something better. We think they should be able to focus. We think they should be able to listen the first time. And they can't. And that's why we're mad. Because they're not capable of doing the behavior we want them to do. Mm-hmm. And that, that blew my mind. And I think about that all the time when I'm getting frustrated. Like my daughter has... She's six. She doesn't have the attention span I think she should be able to do. And in the morning, I'll be like, okay, you need to go upstairs and get your socks and shoes on and brush your teeth and hair and grab your backpack. And she'll do like one of those things. And then I'll get so impatient. Like, where are your socks and shoes? I told you to get your socks and shoes. And she's like, oh, I forgot. And that's because I expected her to be able to remember this huge list of things Mm -hmm. I just gave her. And she's six. She can't. So that, mm-hmm. that was, I got really impatient and snapped at her, but not because of her behavior, because I expected her to be able to do that. So I think sometimes we just need to realize our kids are kids. Mm-hmm. Their brains are not developed. They can't do a lot of the things we expect them to do. We expect them to act like perfect adults, when in reality, they're normal kids. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to be perfect, more perfect than us. They're going to act like kids. And that that's really helped me check myself when I'm getting impatient. Are they, are they even capable of doing what I'm asking them to do or what I asked them to do? Mm-hmm. And I got to adjust my level of expectations. I feel like it's just like how we raise our kids and treat them differently. Like we have different expectations. We need to have different expectations for our kids at the different ages they are. Like there are things that my five-year-old daughter could do when she was five that maybe my five-year-old son isn't quite there yet. No, that's good. I feel like I have to explain that to my kids too. My daughter will be like, well, why does Max get this? And I'm mm-hmm. like, he's four. You you did that when you were four. Or I will help him do something that I wouldn't help her do. Like she can mm-hmm. clean up her whole room. He can't. He he doesn't have the attention span. Mm-hmm. Or so, sometimes he just needs more help because he's four. And sometimes she'll be like, that's not fair. And I said, it is fair. And I, but I always have to, instead of just getting mad, like get out of here, life's not fair. You know, I explained to her <laughs> oh, when that's you what were I do. four. <laughs> I, I do too. That's why I use that example. Like, life's not fair. Life is not fair. <laughs> Get used to it. Mom rage. Get out of here. I know. <laughs> I didn't perfectly define this, but my first uh, tip for overcoming mom rage was adjusting our expectations and being having more grace with our children. But the second tip that totally ties into this is that we need to see ourselves as teachers, not judges as mm, parents. Mm-hmm. I feel like too often we're quick to let out the mom rage, lay down the punishments, but instead our kids are little. Real life is the test. Home needs to be the classroom. If they do something wrong, instead of just losing our minds at them, we need to adjust that expectation and then teach them the right way over and over again. It's when they go to school and they go out in the world, that's the test. We're not there to teach them or punish them. Let's see how they're going to act. And if we're screaming at them at home, 
they're going to go out and they're not going to be able to handle situations there. Mm-hmm. We're their models. They're going to become us, which is a terrifying thought. Oh, scary. But it's also an empowering thought because if, mm-hmm. if we're trying to become better-ish, they're going to see, okay, I don't have to be perfect. I just need to keep trying. I need to apologize. My mom apologizes. She's not. It's okay. You know, mm-hmm. they need to just know it's okay at home to make mistakes. They're going to keep learning. And then they're going to go out into the world and they're going to be patient and they're going to say they're sorry and they're going to say, I'm gonna try it let's try this again you know at our house we try to we always do try agains do you need to try again mm-hmm. sometimes if my daughter says if super rude doesn't use her manners i'll be like eh, eh, eh. let's let's have a try again and i give her I a like chance and, she, and she'll be like okay and then she'll say it the right way and i'll say thank you and she and that's that's the point i'm just like i want you to go out into the world and do that but if at home i'm modeling anger rage impatience injustice they're going to go out in the world and do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Real life is the test. They need to be able to make mistakes and feel safe at home. I, that's mm-hmm. why that quote ties in. Our job is to stay safe. Our job is to stay calm so that they can get good at making mistakes and calming themselves. Because in the real world, like, look at the adults who don't know how to do that. I mm-hmm. mean, it's scary. So mm-hmm. our house needs to be a safe place, a classroom for them to make all the mistakes in the world. Because real life is going to be a way harsher judge than, hopefully, than we are in our yeah. houses. I like that. But So at the end of the day, we just want you to think about how you're spending your time and your energy. If it's raging, then we hope that you can hopefully become better-ish at spending that energy teaching about managing emotions and also taking care of yourself, giving yourself the sleep and the nutrition, whatever you need to keep yourself healthy and balanced, and then becoming teachers of your children so that you don't have to spend all that energy raging at them. <laughs> yes, save your energy. Don't rage. Spend that energy instead of taking care of yourself. And I am all about, like, just taking care of yourself and living every day, like, just knowing that it's temporary. Whatever your whatever stage of parenting you're in or life, it's temporary. It's not going to be like that forever. So just do your best to treat yourself and to be kind to yourself every day. Like, little things. Do that. Make a happy list of things that make you happy when you're having a rough day. Try to do as many of those things as you can. Oh, you know what? One more thing I was thinking of, yeah. which is like a little bit ominous, especially for a lighthearted podcast. But at the end of the day, you don't know that you have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like we all know people who tr- lost their lives tragically early, lost their children. Mm-hmm. We know them. So we all act like we have the rest of our lives. Our kids will grow up. But what if they don't? Mm-hmm. What if today is your last day to make an impression to your kids? Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes actually when I'm I like, do too, yeah. especially because, yeah, I know people who have died young before mm-hmm. they even had kids or while they had young kids. And I thought, how? Did, and sometimes I think, how did you spend your last day? I wonder, like, what are the last memories? Sometimes I mm-hmm. literally think that at the end of my day, like I can imagine what I'm going to have for breakfast, but none of us know for sure that we're going to wake up in the morning. That's right. deep. I know that's deep and that's heavy, but but it's true. So I, I think that, like, what impression, if I don't wake up in the morning, what will my kids have thought of me? Like, what are their last memories of me? Is it screaming at them to brush their freaking teeth or they're going to get cavities, you know? <laughs> or was it being loving and gentle? What am I, what if? I mean, you just never know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Always just try, I mean, it's hard in the moment too, especially when you're angry or like, even when you're having like a really good day, it's hard to just like focus and remember like, this is life. Live in the moment. Just enjoy this. Remember this. And also, I think it's important to remember, don't, like, judge other moms. Like, I know we always talk, like, that's just a thing. Don't, but just don't. Because I remember being a young mom and hearing people, like, moms at the grocery store flip out at their kids and being like, oh, my gosh, like, that mom is crazy. And then I've done that before. And it's, 
not because I'm this horrible, mean mom, but because for five hours before that moment, I've been dealing with everyone's crazy. And all of a sudden, like, I just, I'm in the middle of Target. And I'm like, just stop it. Everyone stop it. I'm done today. I've told you. That's happened to me a few times. So, yeah, and, and what a mom in Target might not see is like, I've been dealing with this all day. Like, cut me some slack. Okay. Like the kid is not listening to me and we've been going over this. So just, I mean, some moms are crazy <laughs> and terrible, yeah. but like the majority are just having a moment. So just give her a little smile and move on. And exactly. Um, I found this quote that I want to end with Angie, if I can, okay. it's from our mama village. It says, you can be both a good mom and a flawed mom, a mom who fiercely loves her kids and a mom who needs a break, a strong leader and a woman who sometimes needs a good long hug, a grieving mom and a thankful mom, a gentle caring mom and a mom who cranks up Beyonce, Beyonce in the car. Yeah. I love that. Angie, I need to know before we go, what's your music that you crank up in the car? Is it Beyonce? What do you listen to? It is Beyonce, but can I... I have an I have a confession actually. I'm so excited. Um, my guilty pleasure is like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. <gasps> oh I can, yes! But we promised we wouldn't swear and be vulgar <laughs> on this podcast, so I can't demonstrate. But like my kid is out of the car at preschool, and then like it's time. Cardi, I love Cardi, it. Cardi takes me home. Oh, like card, like what's um? Sometimes my kids say I had to stop listening to it because the kids are singing it. And Mike's like, "What are the kids singing?" Well, I think I think the kids were singing it, and he didn't know. And then you don't want to know. And then one day I sang it, and he was like, "That's what the kids are singing." I'm like, "What? I don't know." <laughs> That's weird. They must have learned it at school. Um, yeah. Uh, I listen to Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne's like my let's blast this and blink 182 they just came out oh i love Blink i know have you listened to it so no i haven't listened to (gasps) it but blink they're nostalgic for me yes go listen to it right now okay um all right thanks you guys for listening and i hope you can manage your mom anger so that it doesn't become rage and and let us know what triggers your mom rage what situations have you found yourself losing it because maybe other moms could use that awareness what tips do you have for overcoming mom rage send us an email Email us at betterish.podcast at gmail.com or share on Instagram, betterish.podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being here. We truly consider you part of our Betterish gang. We would love to hear your thoughts about this week's episode. So email us at betterish.podcast at gmail.com or message and tag us on Instagram at betterish.podcast. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and make it real good because we might just share it here on our next episode and bonus points if you share the Betterish podcast with all of your friends. 